The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! MJF, I think, has an advantage because MJF had to wrestle earlier in the day. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot. That is that's a lot. lot. That's a lot. And now, right now, you see Jay White, he's got this advantage on Briscoe from what happened during the break and that hard landing that we saw Briscoe take. Yep. Mark Briscoe threw his body at Jay White. Juice Robinson intervened. He yanked White clear and Briscoe. Coming up empty, but scoring with the dropkick right there. Trying to build something, trying to build some momentum is Mark Briscoe. That's how you do it with that missile dropkick. Briscoe bouncing back, trying to build the momentum. Asking Jay White, hit me with your best shot. And Jay White's going to oblige. Yeah, but some guys, they like that. That fires them off, and that's the kind of cat Briscoe is. Big exchange. What a knife edge that was. Yeah, no, that's Briscoe, man. He's, he's fall boy tough. Jay White dropping to a knee. Briscoe absorbs the contact, brushes it off, <laughs> and returns fire. There you go. Repeated blows. Big elbow strikes, rocking the head of Jay White. But White coming in, back elbow, well placed, well timed. But likewise for Briscoe. Oh! 
Nice job right there, Briscoe. Mark Briscoe connects with the elbow strike. Jay White. And his title shot at full gear in trouble. Into the midsection. Neckbreaker. Briscoe covers lateral press. Jay White able to kick out. Yeah, not, not a lot of muscle behind the kick out, but it happened. It's a good job by Jay White. You see right there, Briscoe. A moment ago, he showed you Jethro some of teeth. Some are black, some are white, some are missing. And now it's all right, I'll be here all week. I love it. Yeah, look, look at Jay White, Joe, man. Look. Jay White. Oh, nice. Oh, 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 okay. Briscoe knows it. He can count it out. And now, employing that redneck kung fu, as Mark Briscoe calls it. Jay White's in trouble, guys. He is in big trouble. Fisherman's Buster. Cover. Again. Jay White escapes, but just barely. My Bullet Club gold on the outside. I'd definitely be concerned right now for Jay White. Keep an eye on this. Yeah, Jay White is... And, and both these men are hell of competitors, but Jay White is a fine pro wrestler. He's a thief, I know, he's stolen the belt. It doesn't belong to him, he works in a gang, but man, what a wrestler. There's no doubt. Yeah, man, he just, it, because Mark Briscoe's hitting with everything and he's staying in this thing. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. the dragon screw in the ropes. Mark Briscoe just returning from knee injury, Tony. And, and we, I think we all saw that coming, too. When he grabbed the leg and he was straddling, when Briscoe was straddling the ropes, with Jay Wright glad. Oh, wait. Oh, got oh, oh. Briscoe. Uh, Briscoe. Death Valley driver rolls through. And now, could be thinking Froggy Bow. Let's see it, baby. Mark Briscoe. From the oh. top. Froggy Bow. Briscoe is moving on. to the mat, Paul Turner, our referee. Take another look at this picture-perfect placement by Mark Briscoe, Taz. Almost got him in, so close right there. Damn, that was close. Both men undefeated this year in singles competition. Jay White's streak very nearly came to an end there, but now wide the Arunage. And again, we're going to stay with us as long as it takes, so stay with us. We're going to find out who is going to face MJF at full gear. Now, Jay White got that inside hook. The Hershey's Robinson yeah. save, called for it, the Kiwi Crusher, two, and Hershko able to kick out. Well, that Kiwi Crusher, when you go across like that and bring that knee across, it tightens your opponent's body up, which makes the landing much, much more difficult. Jay White likes to employ that sleeper suplex, all in service of softening up the neck of his opponent so he can land that Blade Runner. Oh, but instead, Jay White changes levels, the chop block. Yeah, that was very well done by Jay White there. And now Blade Runner, no. Mark Briscoe is Skype's Exploder. Very high stack. Look at look how Jace went back to his corner with all these men there. Jay and it back. was blocked though, here it comes. Oh, Mark Briscoe charged in, ate the elbow, but... <laughs> Maybe it was, I'll take one, and I'll land an even bigger one. Uh, it's called for the J-Triller. 
Mark's got the double underhook. Jay Trillard, no! Back dropped his way out of it by Jay White. Excellent counter. A desperation counter, and Jay White, he's on roller skates there. Or perhaps not! Everybody standing here at the Moda Center. No one sitting down in this match. Got that sleeper suplex right there. Targeting the neck of Briscoe, and now could be thinking Rain. Buster! Sheer drop! He might get it. Jay White covers. Two, and no! Yeah, Jay doing a little bit of celebrating right there. Mark spoiled it. Yeah, Jay, you got to dig a little deeper because this uh, <laughs> Mark Briscoe, he has got a load of fortitude. And like you said, farm boy tough. You are right. No back down in Mark Briscoe. Jay White finding that out. I mean, he knew it already, but now really for it again. Right, we have the Blade Runner coming, and oh! Hey, a little bit of those chops on the jawline. Redneck Kung Fu beat the Blade Runner. And, oh, oh sleeper suplex once again. Jay White, Mark Briscoe, the winner of this match, moves on to full gear to face MJF for the AEW World Championship. Oh, my goodness, Jay White spiked him. Jay White spikes Mark Briscoe now. Center the rank, the Blade Runner. Is he going to do it? Two, three. Oh, what a great matchup. Here's your winner. Switchblade, Jay White. Notice how quickly they slid that stolen belt into Jay White did the Bullet Club gold. There you see it. Him, JF, Jay White coming up at full gear. It is official, the AEW World Championship title match. Ten days time. Hang on here. Well, maybe MJF is coming out to get his title belt. He better be wary. Oh, 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 oh realize it. They can't hear it over the crowd. Boom! Another one! The dynamite diamond ring! Taken out! Three of the four members of Bullet Club Gold! Face to face! He's got the ring! The dynamite diamond ring on his right hand! MJF's finally got him one-on-one -on -one in the ring. What's Jay White gonna do? Oh, smart. Smart, smart, smart. Like it or not, very smart. Jay White, when he finally faced with MJF one-on-one, -on -one, turning his Look back. Look at me, Jay White. Look at me. I hope you've had fun playing dress-up as top guy, because pretty soon, playtime's almost over. You are gonna have to get in the ring with the real world champion, with a generational talent, with Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. When I won that title, I made a promise to myself that I was gonna go down as the greatest AEW world champion of all time or die trying. And that's what you'll be dealing with, Jay. You are going to have to kill me to beat me. Do you understand? Because I'm not just fighting for me anymore. For the first time in my life, I am fighting for everybody who has been on this journey with me since day one. I am fighting for Adam Cole. I am fighting for you watching at home. I am fighting for everyone in this arena. Because I'm not just 
Hey, scumbag! I'm there, scumbag! So I got one question, Jay. Full gear when I'm the only thing standing in between you and immortality. Will the leader of the Bang Bang Gang, the man who's always carrying around a fake little gun, will you be able to be the first man to pull the goddamn trigger? MJF fired up and oh, well now the lights out. What the hell? What is this? That's, that's the acclaim, that's Billy Gunn, Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, and oh! These masked assailants. What is going on here? Oh my God, that's Anthony Bowens there. Oh, well, what you know? Oh my God! What? Oh my God! It, it's, it's, it seems like whoever helps MJF is, is in harm's way. I mean, this is... What a brutal attack here! What the hell? What did we just watch? Who, 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 who all those men? What, uh, Max is going to check on the acclaim. That was that was Bowman flying through that glass. You better be careful. There, there are three men back there dressed in black. The attacker's nowhere to be found. You see Caster, Billy Gunn down, Bowens. Just laying in the, the pile of shattered glass. The acclaim just collateral damage.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Yes, folks, welcome to the A to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so who's the PWC? Well, that starts with me. I'm Christopher Ams. It's AMBS, like Lambs with Noel, or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, folks, if you're listening and you're wondering, how am I ever going to possibly remember how to spell Chris's last name? Don't worry, folks. I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show, as I've just done. Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, a good friend to you and to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy T, what's he say, Philos? Very, very good, man. It is hot in here, but I'm ready to go for the Wednesday night skirmish. And, um, man, I mean... Did we finally have a half-decent show with Dynamite? I mean... I think it was better than half-decent, Jimmy. I actually think <laughs> this was a good wrestling show. Now listen, there was some bullshit, and we'll get into it, oh, but... Standard. But hey, that's wrestling, right? You have to... You have to... You know, you you, you have to take it a la carte, right? The same way yeah. that Vet says to do it, is just take it, take, what's, take the good <laughs> stuff, and just throw the other stuff to the side, and just ignore it. It's not even there. Isn't it amazing when you look at it from that angle? Yeah, wrestling's a lot more fun when you look at it from that angle. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I still can't do it exactly the way that Vet does it. Like, sometimes he enjoys things, and I'm just going, man, I watched 45 minutes of crap, and you're, like, happy that you got five minutes of something good. But, <laughs> hey, hey, we can't all be Vet. You know? The world would be a better place, oh, well. but we can't. No doubt about it. I just want to say, uh, Facebook user says my birthday is one and a half away. Happy birthday, I guess. <laughs> Wherever you yeah. are, Facebook user, we can't see who you are, but happy birthday. And um, look who's in the house. Our very own John Enright. What's cracking, man? What's up, Johnny? What's going on? Todd Brantley is in the house. Liz is in the house. Facebook user, once again, I don't know who that is, but what's up? And Chris Willem is also in the house. Thank you for joining us right here on The Skirmish. Hey yo to everybody. For sure. Hey yo. For sure. For sure. Um, well, all right, before we get into uh, Dynamite, is there anything from the wrestling world that we need to discuss, Jimmy? News? Oh, it's Charles Lewis, the Hammer. Happy birthday, bro. I actually wished you a happy birthday on your wall. I don't know why your name's not coming up, man, but happy birthday. Um, so you guys hear about any YouTube? Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, the NXT deal, CW Network, Chris, they found a home. So, um, but oddly enough, funny enough, now, I'm not saying uh, Discovery Warner actually have a big part in CW, but they used to. They still have a 12% stake in it. So, ironically, WB finds a home on an affiliate of Discovery Warner. Yeah. Um, also... How many wrestling shows is the CW going to have? Don't, I mean, don't they already have uh, Women of Wrestling and uh, NWA? Like, Well, after what happened on... Did you see the bullshit on NWA, bro? James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister? Yeah, it was on a pay-per-view, though. That wasn't on, that wasn't on TV. I know, but it, that looks bad. And, and how fucking corny was that, bro? Do you really have to do a fucking angle that involves poke? I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like when it comes to pro wrestling, like there are some lines and boundaries that you should be willing to push sometimes. But I mean, 
you can do that, you can do the angle of, oh, everybody, oh, they're getting high, we're getting them high because we're satanic and we, you know, we're just, yeah, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, because the devil wants right. you to do it, right? But why, You can though? get that over without being so completely explicit, you know what I mean? It's the same argument I have with people where they're like, oh, they need to bring the Attitude Era back, and I'm like, well, the Attitude no. Era was not what you think it was. If you go back and you watch some of those old Raws, you're going to roll your fucking eyes like at a lot of that shit. You know? That's true, but I'll tell you what is good about those old in- those older shows, which I do sometimes watch here and there, is the pacing of those shows. Everything was just going, going. Yeah, there was no real stop. It was just go, go, go. That's one thing I miss about today's wrestling, if you know what I mean. The fact that it just feels like a drag, whereas... When you watch those old school, you know, Attitude Era shows or even Nitro and whatnot, the pacing was so much better, man. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, those shows, they had they had parts of the show that were dedicated to certain things, right? Like, especially Nitro was really good for that. If you, turn, if you tuned into the first half hour of Nitro, you were going to get a really cool cruiserweight match. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And, and, if you, and if you tuned into the, the first half hour of raw you were gonna get some kind of in-ring segment with stone cold steve austin on the microphone or something you know what i mean like you kind of knew what you were gonna get on each show and even at each time right uh top of the top of the first or top the the like the the top of the second hour of nitro you were gonna get an in-ring segment with the nwo or whoever was the main event right um you knew where things were going to be, so you knew when you had to sort of tune in and switch channels and stuff like that, which was part of the fun of the whole Nitro versus Raw thing anyway, was switching channels, trying to like, oh, like what oh, am I, if sure. I, 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 I don't want to miss this, but like, I want to switch over and see what's happening on Nitro, and you'd switch over, and, oh, there's a Chris Benoit match, so you watch the Chris Benoit match, and then you flip over, and it's like, you know, they're just ending Midian versus Viscera, and you're like, "Oh, good! I didn't miss anything on Raw. Awesome!" And then they, you know what I mean? You get to you get to just smooth right into the next thing. So that's dead, by the way. That's never coming back because we're never getting TV in that format again. But um, right. but that was definitely one of the more fun things. And as far as the NWO is concerned, NWA, or the NWA, oh, NWA is concerned, right? If they if they want to push those kinds of things. They can, but I would suggest that they don't be so explicit with it, right? Like, you Not can tell that. me, you can tell me that two wrestlers are having sex without showing the pornography of them having sex. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can tell me well, that yeah. people are doing drugs in the background without actually showing me snorting the cocaine. Like, you, you, you can, you can make That's... it clear without being explicit. Yeah, no, I agree, but uh, it's just retarded, dude. Only because you know it's not real coke. Well, I think it's not anyway. And and the fact that you just signed a deal, a TV deal, right? And then straight away you do that, it looks stupid. That's all. I don't know what that's supposed to symbolize. You know what I mean? Arrogance, cockiness. I have no idea. Or stupidness. Uh, Todd Brantley here says, uh, um, your new TV deals have been canceled, you stupid infidel moron. Um, <laughs> yes, channeling Ben Hameen. Channeling Ben thank you, God. Um, uh, he, he's still waiting on results from last week, uh, but he's talk- But, but he, he suggests that we're talking to the new HMB 
or HMG Pick'em Challenge uh, World Champion. And uh, congrats, Todd. Congratulations. We're proud of you. Congratulations. Uh, I feel like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you're I feel like you're like part of the PWC side of HMG as well. Do you know what I mean? Like For you're sure, like man. The, the people listening here, like you're you're like you're an official like part of the you know, like HMG is like the WCW. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like the whole company, right? But we're like the NWO. Right. Like if you're cool, yeah. you're, you're coming from our side of things. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're happy to have you. And uh, Charles, man, uh, no, we still can't see you for some reason, bro. So just all right, we know who you are now. Um, yeah, exactly. Also, Javi is in the house. Uchia. What's up, man? What's up? Anna Montenegro is also in the house. That's right. If you didn't watch Dynamite, we'll tell it for you. And um, is anyone else we're missing? No, that's about it. Um, but sticking with NWA, apparently a lot of the a lot of the roster is growing frustrated with Corgan. Now I don't know how true yeah. that is, but I'm not surprised. I'm not either. Corgan is one of these guys who I think that he does have some pretty brilliant ideas, but he's. I think that basically anybody involved in professional wrestling, as as far as booking goes, there need to be people around them who they'll listen to sometimes, right? Like it's no, the old yeah. question of like the, the Vince Russo thing, right? I think that Vince Russo had a lot of brilliant ideas, right? And you saw that in the attitude era, right? You saw what could happen when Vince Russo is allowed to be the creative guy, but also there's other people around him going, ah, that's not going to work. We can't do that. Let's do this instead. Let's rein that in a little bit. Let's do it this way, right? Like that's a good idea, but like here here's how we're going to make it work right you need those people if you're going to be a really successful creative person in wrestling um right. and i think that billy corgan has probably gotten to that point where he doesn't want that anymore and won't take it anymore um which is why i have a problem with corrigan too like like i i don't really i think that he's got brilliant things that he does but he also needs somebody every once in a while to be like hey billy no <laughs> the world is not a vampire stop that um do you know what i mean like he so just just exactly the same way that i feel like when vince russo went to wcw and you know quote unquote the chains came off i don't think it was as successful as it was when there was when there were people around him saying vince that's not going to work and here's why maybe we should do it this way right maybe we need to do things just a little bit differently here right just a little bit of constraints on a creative mind is actually good yeah well to be fair i think uh russo you know it was it was an asylum when he was in wcw dude there was a whole power struggle going on so he couldn't really do what he really wanted to do but you know what for what he did do it was a fun time with russo i'm not gonna lie with yeah. WCW because he did change it up completely at the time. Sure, a lot of the shit was whack, but he was literally throwing anything against the wall and was hoping for it to stick. And some parts were decent, but really most of it was just oof. And I'm not even blaming Russo. I'm blaming the whole company because it was just a power vacuum going on over there in WCW. But yeah. in saying that, though, speaking of power vacuum, we've got some WWE news. And um, I don't know if you've heard this before or not, Chris, but... The TKO group lists Vince McMahon as a risk factor for company over misconduct allegations. Well, yeah. I find that interesting. 
Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? If you're if you're a company and you're trying to fit like because com- big companies do this, right, Jimmy? They actually have discussions within like within the corporate and everything, and they go, okay, like what are our like what are the things that we need shorn up? Right. So what what kinds of things are happening out there that we need to be worried about, that we need to be focused on, that we need to be thinking we may have to defend. Right. Um, So if you're a company and part of your ownership structure is an 80 year old man with multiple sexual misconduct allegations, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to be on the list. Like you're going to go, well, Vince might be a problem. Right. and it's not that's not saying anything that I think is surprising to anybody uh, familiar with corporate America at all. Like saying that they recognize him as a threat. He is a threat. That is a problem. Oh, for sure. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. You're spot on. Um, and staying with WWE, WWE is very interested in Will Ospreay. And apparently Ospreay is pretty interested in signing with them also, which I find interesting. You would have thought maybe he's going to stay with... Uh, a double go to AEW thinking you know he can still do his shit in new japan also but maybe that's not the case so uh interesting we'll see right no i agree with you i agree yeah um i saw that uh he had a little tweet back and forth with uh with seth, seth rollins right. right so that was that's interesting i mean if nothing else it's it's hyping people up about him um as far as like where do I want to see him? I got to be honest with you. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I'd rather see him in, in AEW. Um, really? Yeah, I really would because I just feel like if he goes to WWE, they're going to make him talk a lot. And Come I on, just, bro. <laughs> I just can't with him, man. He's not, he's not good at talking. He, uh, his accent is too thick, like, which sounds weird. Well, it sounds, the, the, the thing is, is that sounds really weird. Like, like as an English speaker saying someone from England has an, has an accent that's too thick, but he doesn't just have like, have like a, um, you know, like a snide British accent, the way that like a, 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 a William Regal has, right? right? right. A pompous fucking accent, pompous, you know, that, that, you know, that, that pomp and circumstance kind so, of yes, thing, right? where it's, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I am from, I am from the United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get you, bro. Um, it's not like that. He has like that blue collar worker from like, you know, like, like from Manchester, right? Where it's like, where it's like, oh not yeah. As strong I, as I, that. I, I saw right. going over to, to, to a football match at Buff. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. the fuck did you just say? Was that, I, can you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones that fucking came up with the damn language. How ironic, right? <laughs> but look, it's not as bad as, say, Pax. Pax is fucking bad, dude. And he's an Englishman, too. That's you know true. what I mean? You, he he almost sounds like he's from Scotland. Well, he's from near the border. You know, yeah, upon Ty, Newcastle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's right on the border. But, uh, you know, with, with Osprey, I think he can talk pretty clean. But he's got that street sort of uh, like, hey, bruv, you know, I can't even do it justice. But he's, yeah, he's like, you don't want to fuck with me, bruv. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he sounds very, like a lame got, ass. Is what he fucking sounds. He's like. got to stop. Yeah, everybody using from bruv. North America, listen from to like I don't know how it is in Australia, but everybody in North America, every single American and every single Canadian, when they hear somebody talk like that, they go, "That's not tough. You're not tough. Stop that. That's not tough at all." <laughs> That's because the English accent is not looked at as tough. I don't bro. give a fuck Let's if a real. fucking Englishman is like waving around a fucking Uzi and talking. You're going no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you guys you know north americans they wouldn't look at as you know british accent would not be looked at as tough no fucking way it just wouldn't doesn't matter if you got the toughest guy in the world from england you know what i mean it it still yeah. just wouldn't be looked at as tough it's always going to be looked at as cheesy man you know what i mean dude Lennox lewis is like legitimately one of the top 10 heavyweights of all time but like eat like while he was fighting there was lots of people who would buy the pay-per-views thinking Ah, he can't fight. This guy can't win a fight. Listen to him. Listen to him. He can't win a fight. That's so dumb, though. Having that sort of perception is just fucking wrong, (laughs) though, man. I agree with you. You I I agree with you, but hey, it is what it is, man. But I understand because it's looked at like that everywhere. Like, we look at it the same way. I'm sure you guys look at us the same way. You know what I mean? So it's, we get it. And you know the That's the right. English hey, are very... Australians Australians legitimately thought that Ricky Hatton was going to get his ass kicked by Costa Zoo, and look what happened. Don't there. even talk to me about that, bro. <laughs> that that I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> How the fuck did he lose to Ricky Hatton? Seriously, especially oh, after man. beating fucking Zab Judah, bro. The way man, he did. Ricky is so underrated after what you're happened. Probably, you're right. Career. You're probably right. He's so underrated by people like. His style was fucking smothering. He was a brawler, yeah. He was just a straight up brawler, bro. Like, oh my god, for real. Like, as a as somebody who boxed like for a long, long time, I am so glad I was a heavyweight because if I had to deal with that fucking shit, I would have just torn my fucking hair out, bro. That in out, in out, right? And he was unorthodox too, bro. No one knew how to handle that shit, really. When you think about it, you know what I mean? He was kind of smothering, like you said. (laughs) And I mean, he lost. He lost his two biggest fights to the two best fighters that he ever fought, right? But so he got knocked out by by Manny Pacquiao, and that was scorching. He got like knocked <laughs> out cold in that fight. That was that's when Pacquiao was on the way up. If only Costa Zou stayed around during that sort of period, it'd been very interesting. But uh, Ooh, Zou versus yeah, yeah. imagine that. Ooh, that would have been, been good. Awesome. But, um, and the other person but we Zou lost was on the was way Floyd down. Mayweather, and I actually think. That- oh yeah. Yeah, and I actually think that Floyd Mayweather lost the first four rounds of that fight. I think he was almost in need of knockout territory when he knocked out Ricky Hatton. So I think that Ricky deserves a lot more praise than he gets. And he was just a lot of fun. So no, anyway, that's right. uh, true, this has been true. this has been the PWC <laughs> presents boxing corners. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, I'd love to talk boxing. I'm not gonna lie, man. I love boxing, bro. Oh, dude, I, I, like I said, this is what I used to do, right? I used to, I used to write articles and, um, like, you know, you know how like, um, like Jim Cornette is with wrestling history, right? He's an historian, legitly. That's me with boxing history. Wow. I, I, can I think tell I know you, quite a bit of boxing, but the way, yeah, I can tell you what round fights ended and who did what. And I can tell you the story in the background and what happened after, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, I'm I have a fucking crazy mind for boxing, bro. I love well, boxing so much. Before we get off the boxing subject, I just want to say one more guy that was very underrated in some ways, maybe not to everyone, but uh, not to me anyway. Maybe to you, but maybe not to you. 
David Tua, bro. He was a killer. Oh, he's so good. So <laughs> he was good. Mike Tyson reincarnated again in a way, bro. Bro, but he had monster fucking punches, bro. Oh my god. Oh man, uh, he, he was on the map after that fight, bro. That was so good. That was so good. And dude, I I still I still have in my head the fucking entrance music that he came out to when he finally <laughs> fought uh, Lennox Lewis. Like he got scorched against Lennox. Lewis, he did. By the he way. did. He did. Lewis just badly, bro. He was never the same after that, bro. He just fucked him up, like entirely uh anyway Tua's entrance music i still remember it because it was so stupid it was so fucking lame but it was like Tua, Tua, he's the Tua man and i like <laughs> i cannot serious? remember all the lyrics but i still have like the mental like picture of exactly what that stupid fucking entrance music sounded like because it was corny as fuck but it was awesome <laughs> oh god man that's shocking i wonder why you lost uh, Johnny Autism Wrestling joins us. Thank you for joining us, man. He says, whatever you do, do not tickle the bang, bang, bang. Uh, I thought he said bang, bang, bang. The bang, bang, gang. Um, no, we plan on not tickling the bang, bang, gang. But thanks for the for the advice. Maybe the they need the French tickler. <laughs> Remember right. that? Which is La not resistance. me. I'm Canadian, but I'm not that kind <laughs> of I never Canadian. called you French. <laughs> uh, Charles says, it was either become a boxer or a wrestler. You would have been a monster boxer at your size, Hammer. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. That would have been interesting to see. But anyway, we're not here to talk boxing, as you said. Maybe we should get yeah. back to pro wrestling. All Even right, though I felt up. good talking that, though. I won't lie. Yeah, it was fun. This is a good little <laughs> this is a good little detour, right? But okay, let's sure. get back on let's get back on track here. So we'll get back to the show. Uh we will get into a dynamite uh from tonight. <laughs> and uh the show begins with MJF backstage doing the same bullshit he's been doing for the last number of weeks. There's a video yeah. chat with Adam Cole. God, which is so gay. Super stupid. Um, <laughs> and then Danny Garcia comes in, and MJF asks if he's getting Danny Garcia the sports entertainer or professional wrestler. Uh, Oof. Is there a difference? We'll get into that. Roddy Strong <laughs> comes in, and he... he He's Adam! Adam! and then MJF is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So then uh so then Roddy is like Did you see that? Did you see what he did? He just he just ran away. That's what the devil would do. That's that's just what the devil would do. And then and then that was it. The devils. There's a few devils in the house. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. Liz says Adam needs some beard oil. He looks awful. Elizabeth! Elizabeth! <laughs> he does. He does look awful. You're looks right. dry. I won't lie. It look like he needs to shave it. Just trim it. I mean, you know what I mean. I know, like it's it, going outwards like this sort of thing. Yeah, it's not a good looking <laughs> beard, bro. Like speaking from a couple of dudes here who like do the white dude with beard look good. Uh, that's funny. not it. Adam uh, Cole no, looks not. like a emaciated wizard. <laughs> it's, it's not good. <laughs> Oh shit, man, that's too good, too good. Yeah, Adam, 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 shave. Um, <laughs> anyway, Roderick even. Strong says that uh, uh, he people are going to be reminded about who he is. And okay, how vanilla how midget? <laughs> He's a tough little midget, though. I'll give him that. Okay, so is Steen. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Did you say Steen? So Just is under Dean. your breath. Oh, Dean. I thought you said Steen. Yeah, so is Dean. That's true. Yeah. But, you know. 
Yeah. Anyway, the show proper begins with the world title match. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to give you as much time as you need to explain to me <laughs> why the fuck Daniel Garcia is in a world title match. Uh, um, because AEW? Did I get it right? Did I get it right? That, that's pretty much, that's pretty <laughs> much the no answer idea. I can come up with, too. Why is he fucking getting a title match? Really? Like, because he can dance? I mean, does that mean we does that mean we get title matches if we turned up to AEW? Absolutely. Uh, Prince Nana is getting a world title match right <laughs> away here, too. Uh, based on this. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, the, the oh, story. So they're trying to tell the story here. This is this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. So they're trying to tell a story where MJF is challenging Danny Garcia to bring out the re the wrestler, right? Be Danny Garcia the pro wrestler, not the sports right. entertainer. Be the pro wrestler, Danny. That's what the people really want to see. So, <laughs> what they're intimating here is that Daniel Garcia is being held back because he's been trying to be a sports entertainer, right? And the sports entertaining thing has been the 2.0 guys, like, trying to tell him to to be the to, to to do the dancing right do the dancing and be the sports entertainer right um so then at one point danny garcia starts to go like he's gonna do the dance and then 2.0 get in and they're like no no be serious <laughs> be serious and i'm like no you guys are meant to be telling him to do the dance mj is trying to be the fucking baby face here and tell him no don't no, don't be the sports entertainer. We don't want sports entertainment, except that, you know what else the problem is, Jimmy? What's that? The only fucking thing anyone cares about Daniel Garcia for is the is dancing. The yeah. sports entertaining. Right, right, right. Fuck me. And you know, and, and you know, stupid. And you know what else is stupid? It's the people, Daddy Magic and fucking uh, Blowhard Ange, whatever the fuck his name is. Them out of out of all people are going to tell him to get serious when they're the two most unserious wrestlers in probably all of AEW. Like, what the fuck, bro? Stupid. Absolutely I don't get it. Stupid. Why do they care now? Anyway, I will say that at least MJF focused on the arm before finishing it off with an arm bar. Um, but that's the only nice thing I can say about this. It was dumb. Really aggressively stupid, Jimmy. <laughs> aggressively stupid indeed. But what the Common King says makes me laugh. If that's the case, they should bring in two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> I'll get one better. They should bring in Flash Funk, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hammer says dance and dry hump the air. <laughs> As Todd says, he's got moves for days. And uh, Charles doesn't get it either. I don't get it. This match. I'll say one thing positive actually. That was selling, bro. Yep, and that and is a hallelujah moment. The arm, and there was right. focus on the arm, which led to the finish. Good. That I won't complain about. Honestly, straight up, I was quite pleasantly surprised that they were selling throughout the match. But otherwise, this is stupid. Yeah, Danny Garcia got a world title shot. I'm I'm not gonna say good things about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, he's got no reason to get a title shot. And heck, this is how much they think of uh, Daniel Garcia that they were the first match of the evening. And your world title match starts the night. Your cold yep. world title match with no stakes 
starts the night. <laughs> no steaks. Just cold cuts, bro. <laughs> yep, it's the Benny Hill hour with AEW, bro. It's fucking company, man. I, sometimes <laughs> they just do stuff, and you're like, "I, what are you doing? What? <laughs> I've never, I've never had a job in professional wrestling. Never. And I can tell you all of the fucking mistakes that you're making. Like, I can, like, not all of them, by the way. Not all of them. There are a lot of people from HMG who could point out a hundred more mistakes that they're making. But I could point out enough of them. Like, I can point, I agree. I can point a hundred of them out to you every night and be like, why are you doing this? Never mind having somebody like a Bin Hameen on your roster or Charles, right? Or Vet or like, all of these people who have been involved in the professional wrestling business who could point out a thousand different fucking mistakes and be like, guys, what are you doing? No, yeah, it's true, man. It's true. But these guys are supposed to, I guess they know pro wrestling, I guess. They sure do. Thank God that, uh, th thank God that TK stuck with the elite instead of CM Punk. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dummy well speaking of punk do you think he's gonna be appearing sunday at survivor series like in the next couple of weeks three weeks whatever i i don't i don't i don't expect it because i think that there would be more noise about it um if it was gonna happen so we'll see but we'll see but i doubt it i very much doubt it i actually think that i actually think that it's more likely that sometime in the next 12 months or so Tony Khan has a conversation with CM Punk to see if they can work something out. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, I'll wait till we get to that. Don't worry. There's no point in me getting that far ahead. Actually. All right. We'll talk about it when we get there. Anyway, next up, we've got Sting and Darby versus the Outrunners. Um, hmm. I got to say, this is another very good showing by the Outrunners. Um, they like him. I mean, they're giving him chance after chance. They're getting show after show. I think they're very close to being hired, and they're they're also famous from being part of OVW. And man, I gotta tell you, these are two guys who are really easy to get, right? Like their gimmick is very clear. It's very it's it's super clear, right? They're Absolutely. the asshole wrestlers from the eighties <laughs> with the fucking Zuba's pants, right? Like they they are exactly what you think that they are and you can you can easily you can easily look at them and go i know exactly who these fucking guys are right? i get <laughs> They're it a throwback, i get it dude i get Straight it up throwback right? sure. i get it right away you get it right um sure. every single time i've seen the outrunners on tv they maximize their minutes every time Th these guys are guys you sign to your company and and do something with because these guys they understand the point of professional wrestling. I agree 100%, man. And I just also, before we move on, I want to thank all of you guys out there because the PwC network on Podbean is up 220%, bro. As, as wow. we talk, yeah. 220%. Wow. Can you believe that shit? So thank that's you to everybody awesome. that's been downloading at the PwC network.podbean.com. We appreciate it. Yeah, 215%. We love you guys. We really do. We we really honestly do. Um, no doubt about it. And we love the Outrunners and Sting and Darby yeah. Allen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was still a squash match, but you know what? They came in with attitude like they were cocky. <laughs> Bro, you know I mean, <laughs> less is more sometimes. If you're, uh, well, if yeah. You, if you know, 
Like, here's the thing, right? Because you hear this from young wrestlers all the time. Oh, man, we only have eight minutes. We can't get, we can't possibly have a good match in eight minutes. If you can't have an, a good match in eight minutes, go to plumbing Dude. school, kid. I, I, like, <laughs> yeah, become a plumber. There's something else. There's something else out there for you. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're shit or that you're a terrible person, <laughs> but you don't understand professional wrestling if you can't have a good match in eight minutes. Like eight these guys maximize every minute they're out there, right? You, you can't. You cannot tell me that there's been a single time that the outrunners have been on TV and they've missed. Yeah, no, I agree, man. They haven't. They haven't missed, and clearly they they. They're pondering, should they sign these guys or not? I think they should, but they're not official yet. The only yeah. thing is, are they going to be using him as a jobber team all the time? I think you start pushing him a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't even mind them as a jobber team. Keep them as a jobber team and keep doing yeah, yeah. this with them, where you give them five minutes to go out there. They entertain the crowd. Everybody's having fun. They get the gimmick. It's easy to understand. It's easy to understand why they lose because they're fucking weird and they think they're still in the 80s, these dumbasses, right? right? They're still <laughs> doing the fucking spin, you know, the the, the fucking spinneroony thing where the, you know, they didn't even take out Sting and they turned around and they were spinning and uh -huh. like flexing and stuff, right? Doing the doing the 1980s stuff. That's fucking great. They're great they as, remind a, me of as a the Beverly Brothers. They remind me of High Voltage from WCW and the Beverly Brothers from WWE. I don't know yeah. why, like a weird sort of mix between the two of them. Not everybody needs wins to get over. I, and I don't think these guys need to win a lot to get over. It's okay, like they, they should get a few wins against like jobber teams or whatever if they sign them. But these guys should never be a dominant team. They should just be entertaining. And this is great. It's a great like it. spot. It's a great thing to have. I agree 100%. Anyway, Darby has a bunch of new tattoos uh, on his neck. Yeah, he does. I've noticed that too. Aren't they like tree roots or some shit? I, don't, I guess. Like kind of like Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, that's a. There's <laughs> a guy no to really emulate is. in life. Fucking Jeff Hardy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just felt like pointing it out. Darby has new tattoos. They look so, like shit. No, he hasn't been burnt on the side of his face. Um, they do. They look terrible. But anyway, th those are those are tattoos, folks. Um, next up, we've got a black and white interview. Tony Schiavone between Tony Storm and Hikaru Shita. Uh, Wait, it wasn't Tony picture Storm in picture this time, right, Chris? No, I actually got to oh, see good, this. Good, good, good. All right, great. cool, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just, just checking, man. Just checking. So Tony Storm, hilarious in this. Um, she said that the reason, basically, she talks about the reason why she's like this is because Hikaru Shida beat her and she wasn't able to walk into Wembley with the title, which she was expecting to do. So, because she can't make history, she's become history. <laughs> I uh, like that, actually, because literally she's become history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's safe to say she's getting that title back against Shida, I think, anyway. I hope so. I mean,. She's over, like she's the over one. You can't tell me that Hikaru Shida is fucking over right now. Who the fuck is Hikaru well, Shida? You're right, but unfortunately, the AW Mark Pads fucking chant Shida, Shida. I hear it, bro. Who cares? I I don't care what the what the <laughs> Marks chant. I don't. I agree. I, who gives a fuck? Who's who? Who's getting talked about right now? Right, like 
It's storm. It's June. Yeah, it's storm. So storm. Like there, there's even a there's even later. We'll get into it. There's another Australian wrestler, which is shocking to me. I didn't know that there was more than one female Australian wrestler. Uh, but anyway, there's another one. Uh, no, no, who... no, 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 no. I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's what I think you're talking about. You talking about Mariah May? Yeah. She's English. <laughs> no, she's Australian. <laughs> nah, she's English, bro. I swear she's to you. She's definitely Australian. She is English. Look, there are some accents in England that sound similar to ours. So uh, they say we've got like the Australian accent is similar to the Cockney accent in England. Oh, well, there you go. I there yeah, you go. So. That's good for you, not Australian <laughs> Australia. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, she's debuting, and the person who she wants to talk about, the person that she's a fan of on screen already officially is who? Tony Storm. Tony Storm. But but I'll give you the and see her calling her out is another obvious thing, right? But they mm-hmm. do have history though. And I will say this. If you guys never seen Mariah May, if she, not only is she hot, she's definitely hot. But she's got wrestling skill. That's another thing. You'll be surprised by it, Chris. I, I guarantee she's from stardom. I'm surprised by that signing. I'm just a little confused by the way they debuted her. Uh, well, they read. I'm confused about a few re-debuts tonight too. We'll get into those. Um, Swerve Strickland up next is <laughs> taking on Penta El Cerro Miedo. Um, mm. Jimmy Cerro Miedo. <laughs> Zero Miedo. This man, I'm fucking over it, bro. Look, Storm wins. Ah, uh, Storm. See, I got Storm in my mind too. Uh, right. Swerve wins. That's and right. um, and you know what? Did this match go for way too long, bro. I my notes literally say I should have liked this match, but I didn't. <laughs> I was drifting in and out, and you know what was doing my head in? I'm thinking, where is fucking Page, right? And then we do get Page at the end of the match. Did you know that he was banned from appearing during the match, though? Uh, no, I didn't hear that. N- neither did I, but they said it after the fact. After he appeared, so I'm like, okay, you answered my question, but you never told me that was a stipulation, right? Yeah, they're just they're telling us afterwards. Oh, by right. the way, no, that's not weird, how you do bro. It. That's, that's not how you <laughs> do it. Fucking weird. It's not how storytelling works. <laughs> it's not how storytelling works, and I just don't understand why they did that. And still, the fact that he didn't come attacking. Uh, Swerve two weeks ago after what he did to his family. I can't take this shit serious. And also, we both know Hangman's going to win his damn match because he needs his win back, right? I hope not. I hope not too, but... It really will push Swerve if they can can get it. Um, So... So uh, Charles has a, a, a comment there that says, man, sell the ring apron bump. These modern era guys do way too much. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's, so that's literally in my notes here. Um, you can read it. Where is it there? Springboard inside, outside Canadian destroyer on the apron isn't the finish. Dot, dot, dot. Well, he's right, man. Facts. Facts, Hammer. And the fact is, these kids like to hurt themselves. That's That's what's in right now you know what i mean you're not a pro wrestler unless you've got a shiner these days or a broken neck it seems also these, these guys, guys fucked fuck. up a bunch of spots after that too there was a few are you surprised 
there was at least three or four spots after this where they were just they were trying to do something with each other's arms and would just miss and have to like do it again or like they were trying to get like get each other up into 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 position and couldn't and then had to like put each other down and pick each other back up again. It was very sloppy. Like it was very very sloppy. And I don't blame Swerve in this. I blame Penta El Zero Miedo. Because him and his brother, and it's weird me saying this, man. I was a big time fan of theirs in Lucha Underground. Heck, even in Impact Wrestling, right? Or TNA, shall I say. And uh, I personally personally feel like one of the biggest mistakes that WWE has made in the last... Is not getting Penta? Four years? No. In the last four years is is letting Swerve go. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes they've made in the last four years. I agree. And I think... uh, they were trying to get him back, but it was tampering per se. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard that rumor going around. Well, this is why he's got a gripe against WWE right now, also, Mr. TK. But um, what was I going to say about that? I've kind of forgot now, man. Damn. What was my point? Doesn't matter, anyway. Probably not important, but you're right as as far as Swerve goes, man. But I. Uh, it was an inside outside hope- springboard Canadian destroyer on the apron. And it wasn't the finish. <laughs> like, AW, where do you bro. go from there? <laughs> it's bizarre, dude. It's, this company is just weird, dude. Like, and they also, just let... like, you you have to listen to the crowd. You have to let the crowd tell you when the right time to go in for the finish is, too, right? If you hit that... So, watch this match back, okay? Watch when they hit that fucking move. The crowd erupts, because... <laughs> holy fuck right an inside outside springboard canadian destroyer on the apron wow you know wow. you know what else and then the fucking finish is a fucking roll-up you know what it shit. is too it's man like, aw has so I, crowd goes up crowd comes way back down you know what I understand, go, Chris? go ahead they've got agents correct yes I can't imagine the agents booking this type of match and those type of spots. I just Nobody's don't. Nobody's booking this. Nobody's booking. This is Penta going, going. okay, we have my match. Okay, we have <laughs> my match. Okay. Yeah. So then they're clearly not listening to the agents then, 100%. We have my match, I win. We have my match, <laughs> you win. Okay, whatever. See, <laughs> see. Si, si. No, but really, if they're not listening to the agents, fuck all of them then. You know what I mean? Because I can't imagine someone like an Arn Anderson who, from WWE's end, and I've heard it from John Cena, I've heard it from Ziggler, I've heard it from numerous wrestlers, that Arn Anderson's one of the best agents that they've ever worked under, right? Now he's in AEW, and suddenly he's gone to shit. They don't need to listen to him. Just like they don't How need to listen to Jim Ross. They don't need to listen to, they don't need to, listen to anybody. The, the Young Bucks know everything about wrestling. The, the, oh, the young bucks are we'll going to do it that. all themselves yeah uh what up lab rat the crab cat crab cat what's going on <laughs> yeah thanks for joining us bro yeah like 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 charles says man they don't sell a damn thing nothing 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 you know what i mean and- hangman uh does show up after the match like you said he attacks with a chair and then he hits a dead eye a table on swerve before security hauls him out of there now chris tell me if you if if someone that you hated 
so much. Broke into your house and went into your kid's bedroom, right, and did what Swerve did. Would you be coming out with a fucking chair? No. (laughs) No. I'm just saying. If someone broke into my house and then on camera threatened my child, they'd be dead. Dead, bro. I'm telling you, you'd stab him at the very least. Like, it it would be just rage. The way Hangman is acting, I can't take him serious, bro. Yeah, but also, Hangman came out with a chair, and he attacked a man unprovoked, and then he put him through a table. I mean, TK definitely needs to be worried for his life. Hangman needs to be fired. Yeah. And uh, Hick Swift should be fired, too. He should be arrested. Same with Nana. be arrested. I mean, <laughs> just, breaking and entering and saying. threatening the life of a child? I Pretty mean, serious crimes. So how are you supposed to take this shit serious when they clearly don't... Like, who would have came... This is why, you know, generally wrestling don't do these type of fucking angles, man. It's been done before. Like, remember DDP, Undertaker, Pillman, Stone Cold. But it's right. rare because it's silly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you really... Realistically, you can't go anywhere with a fucking... With shit like that you just can't because realistically it's bullshit like you're gonna want to kill a man uh-huh. or you're gonna want to get arrested or something like that you got to play out that shit but not in this company not in this company so jay white uh is backstage next and uh he thinks mjf's insults are lame he's like he's like <laughs> he's like he's like max i stole your belt and uh the coolest thing that you can ask me is for me to Google our names and who's more <laughs> talked about. Do you think I care? And I just well, went. He was good, man, on this promo. He the was fucking good, adult. Man. The fucking adult. He should definitely <laughs> the be the AEW world champion after this. Please. Please, please. Do you think it's too soon, White though, in a way? Like, no, man. Why I don't no. See it, right. No. And if they don't fucking pull the trigger. Jay White is done for a while as a main event guy. He's I done agree with for you. I a want while. To win it. If he doesn't, win the he, belt. because he's been he carrying this fucking thing around, and look at me, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the world champ. Look at me, I'm the world champ. Look at my belt. I've got the bang bang belt. Blah blah fucking blah 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 blah. If he loses at the pay per view, dude is like mid card for at least the next year <laughs> oh, and a half. God. Dang, that's harsh, dude. Come on, Mister Bang Bang, the Kiwi. Yeah, he needs to win. <laughs> he needs to win. Oh, man, Josh, I hope you're fucking right, bro, because that's what I want. My prediction is MJF will be losing all the bouts. I said that too. Like, I made that suggestion where he goes into a nervous breakdown almost because he loses everything all at once, including his best friend, Adam, and all that shit. You know what I mean? It becomes the unraveling of Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and then he becomes some sort of... uh <laughs> I don't want to say like a rebel, but oh man, it's gonna it's gonna come across like a stone cold almost, like the anti-hero, if you know what I mean. If they go down that route, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, anyway, um, next up backstage, I was worried after this segment, Jimmy. I'm not gonna lie. I was googling is Kenny Omega okay? Uh, Kenny Omega depression. Kenny Omega. Um, You're right. Idol. Uh, is oh. he okay? I he was backstage with a t-shirt on Jimmy true but you know what honestly he was covered been, up he was like, covered up I did he, he, 
He's backstage with his shirt off all the time. He doesn't even have his shirt <laughs> off. Is there something wrong with him? Is he okay? Did his mom die? <laughs> Must have a temperature. On top of that, suddenly now he's all, all about Jericho. This doesn't make sense to me either, dude. Yeah, it's, it's the Golden Jets, man. They've had like two tag team matches. And now he prefers Jericho over his best buddies in the young butt. Oh, come on, man. Like, I, I, I just don't understand why suddenly he's... Anyway, whatever. I don't know what the fuck this is. I will say this about Kenny. You, you're not that far off, though. In all honesty, hasn't he been acting weird the last few weeks when you think about it? He has. He has. There's sure. something off about him recently, dude. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just something not completely right. But still, he had his sh a shirt on, so there's got to be something wrong. But honestly, this is dumb and lazy once again. Yeah, the Young Bucks show up, and they have an issue with uh, with Kenny and Chris. And they, they uh, why, how come you're... Uh, we. You, how come you're friends with Chris? You sh you're only supposed to be our friend. You're not supposed to have other friends, Kenny. Um, yeah. And other gay things. Um, <laughs> so gay. <laughs> this fucking company, man. Just everything is about the gayness right now. Everything is just leading <laughs> towards the gay. Just, just be as gay as possible, and that's gonna, that's gonna put butts in seats haha <laughs> oh, yeah butts yeah. gay haha <laughs> anyway um oh god well todd says well if mjf does lose all of his titles at least he's got his new girlfriend to console him and i don't know if you've heard that but he's he seems to be with alicia Attell. remember her i think she's canadian dude as a matter of fact ah well good for him possibly good well for she's him. a she's she interviews wrestlers and shit dude from a few years ago she's not bad Okay. But um, uh, I mean, if apparently Canadian... a few wrestlers have gone through her, though. Just saying. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> He's got sloppy seconds, bro. <laughs> that's how pro wrestling goes now, my friend. I've his got former pal. She was with his former pal in Richard Holiday, and uh, he went right in for the kill, bro. Man, everybody's fucking everybody now backstage. That's that's just how it gets done. Um, also, Charles, staying on MJF. Oh, yeah, go. No, Charles well, has I'll a good comment there. More of this elementary gay schoolboy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, I have been saying for as long as this show has been going, Jimmy, uh, like an actually gay character who's just like, I'm gay and I don't want to talk about my sexuality. I'd actually prefer to beat the shit out of everybody and just be a really great wrestler. But I'll um, fuck you in the ass. <laughs> no, like that character <laughs> no, would be. I'm joking fantastic there's nothing wrong with that character yeah. right but like it like the thing is is that the uh, just doing it the other way around doesn't make any sense and it's not cool right? okay how about this this gay person was you know in jail incarcerated for years mm. and <laughs> and he comes out you know and he became gay because of circumstance if you know what i mean oh okay so he he uses that i'm saying as a character he uses like i'll fuck you up literally <laughs> out of anger and shit like a that's nails cool. character that's cool but he has to come out to some old school dmx stuff where he's like <laughs> just being outlandish <laughs> what song but flesh of my flesh bro, blood of my bro, blood i gotta be honest <laughs> with you dude like i've been listening back to some to some old fucking to some old fucking dmx stuff and like you listen to some of his songs and you're like I don't know, man. That's a little. That's a little harsh. That's. 
Probably not very nice. <laughs> no, I probably went way too far. Adam says, I'm gay, but I don't like this AEW gay. Yeah, yeah that, that's Adam, what I'm man. saying, man. You can. You know, we don't mean it like that anyway. And not, yeah. and not make it be fucking gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, look, Todd even says, uh, my sister's gay and wouldn't watch any of this gay nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> Just the way exactly. he says it, the way he puts shit. Yeah, man. Now, look, I've got gay friends. I know it's cliche to say that shit. But heck, even they would say this shit is gay. And when we say gay, we're meaning like it's just overly cheesy. Overtly. Like overtly right. gay and like gay. So, hey, girlfriend. Yeah, like, like, yeah, right. If your whole fucking character is your sexuality, you're boring as fuck. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're a boring motherfucker if that's your if that's your whole character. If you introduce yourself and you're like and you're like, "Hi, nice to meet you. My name's Chris. I really like vaginas." <laughs> People would be like, "What?" People would be like, "That's okay." And if then, then again, I told your name you is all Chris? night about about how much I love vaginas, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. That'll, that'll piss me off. I'm not gonna lie. Right? I'm like, we get it already. Dude, Fucking like, hell. Fuck for fuck's sakes, man. Are like, you sure you're not a virgin? Tell me something else. <laughs> tell me something about you, right? And 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 is a good and is a really good example, right? Anna Montenegro right. says I'm gay, but I don't like this AEW gay. You know what? Anna's an interesting motherfucker. Like, legitimately <laughs> an interesting person. Definitely. You know what man. I mean? Like actually interesting posts actually interesting comments actually interesting yeah, I've, I've conversated with her off the air heaps of times actually an interesting human being and does not tell you 16 times in every fucking conversation by the way i'm gay 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 because that'd be boring as fuck <laughs> that's true it's true no that, and that's why we love anna man fucking right and it is cool absolutely charles anna is cool <laughs> But she says, I'm actually a trash bin. Don't say that, Anna. We're all a bit of a trash bin if you get my drift. Trust me, we're, none of us are perfect. No, every, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's, fuck, everybody's fucked up. Everybody. Um, Trust me. Right. Anyway, these four douche, douche canoes are going to have a fucking match <laughs> at, uh, at full gear. So. Cool. Who fucking cares, by the way? These are four of the five guys who were at the original, like, you know, like the original fucking, like, oh, yeah, the All announcement in. of AEW, right? Like, yeah, no, I feel yeah, like I know you are, but what am I? These guys are, you know, th these are our, these are our pillars. These guys are about to have a match at a pay-per-view. And I guarantee you 90% of the people watching this went, eh. Yeah, but they're going to get pops, bro. You know it. They will. Oh, yeah. yeah, they'll get pops. They're going to chant, this is awesome, fight forever and all that bullshit, bro. And Josh, I absolutely do remember Hammerstone Holiday and MJF as the dynasty in MLW, hence why I brought up his former pal in Holiday and Alicia Attell. Yeah. I love yeah. them as a group, by the way. I was hoping that they would sign the other two guys, especially friggin' um, Hammerstone. Uh, Hammerstone is a I mean, he's a beast, bro. I think he's got the potential to be a big star in wrestling. But by he's the way, do at least now. two of those guys in the masks tonight had pretty big fucking physiques. That's true. Could it possibly be? I mean, Hammerstone, I think, has left MLW too, ironically. Could it possibly... I mean, could we get the Dynasty back? I would love to see that, bro. In AEW, I would uh -huh. love to see that. I mean, seriously. 
don't know. Anyway, and, next up. And Charles has hit the nail on the head just quietly. We're all crazy because we love pro wrestling. I've tried to figure it out all my life, Charles. I kid you not. I've sat there and thought to myself, why the fuck am I into this shit? You know, like all this, you know. Yeah. You know, f- fake fighting per se. We're all like, a little mentally I... unstable. Right. I mean, but hey, it's it's the wacky love of pro wrestling that we're all into. The, the wacky, wonderful world of pro wrestling, shall we say. It bonds us all. <sighs> Absolutely. All right. So next up, we have a match I was looking forward to. Uh, Keith Lee, Samoa Joe, <laughs> ROH TV title. Um, I really like this match too. This was this was a this was an excellent wrestling match between two big, strong motherfuckers. Um, this is a really funny spot early too. By the way, I loved this because this this was like logical pro wrestling one hundred and one perfect moment. So they <laughs> do the spot man. where they do the shoulder block against each other, right? And Keith Lee just kind of laughs and he's like, you want to do it again? Yeah. Right? He says, you want to do it again, Joe? Go ahead. Do it again, Joe. And Joe's like, all right. And he turns around and as he's turning around, he breaks him in the eyes and then he comes back and hits him with the fucking shoulder tackle. And I was like, fuck yes. Pro wrestling is so good when it's good. Yes. And and the fans wanted meat. They were chanting meat once again, man. We yeah. want meat. They want meat. We all want Holy meat. meat. Holy, Holy meat. Holy meat. <laughs> yeah. Meat the only forever. issue I have, meat forever, yeah. The, the issue I have, I mean, don't we feel sorry for Keith Lee? I mean, don't you just feel sorry for Keith Lee? If what I'm he got hearing is out. true. If what I'm hearing is true, poor Keith Lee. <laughs> Boy, are those words bit him in the backside or what, bro? I mean, karma's a bitch, bro. Uh, yep. Oh, speaking of uh, Volta or fucking Gunther, whatever you want to say, did you hear about what Gunther said about Brett the Hitman Hart, who apparently doesn't like Gunther whatsoever, and he doesn't understand what his problem is. He's in Bret Hart. What is Bret Hart's problem with Gunther, man? Why doesn't he like him? That's kind of odd. You'd think Gunther would be up the Hitman's alley. I think that if you watch a lot of Gunther matches, it, some of it comes down to some of it comes down to a lot of the same issues that I have sometimes with the, with Gun, with Gunther matches occasionally, and that's a lot of the spots in his matches are I'm going to stand here and let you hit me, and then you stand there and let me hit you. Right? Okay. That's not what Bret Hart does, right? Bret Hart. You think that's is the like, reason? I do. I think that that's actually the reason why Brett doesn't like Gunther matches. Yeah. Well, he hasn't really made it, you know, known as to why. But uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Interesting. I want to look more into that. That was I mean, just even if today. You, if you've ever even seen, uh, if you've ever even uh, seen Brett have a conversation about uh, Ric Flair, even he has, he does not like the chop thing. It's like, why would I, I've, I've seen him ask this question a hundred times in interviews. Why would I just stand there and let you hit me in the chest? Well, well Anna says it's Goldberg's fault. He stroked Brett. <laughs> Did he stroke him or <laughs> was stroke, oh, he got a stroke. I know what you're saying. Uh, oh, well, Todd says that's news to me, Jimmy T. Well, check it out. Look it up, Todd. You, you'll see for yourself, man. He really did say that shit. I've got the actual um, thing on Twitter, as a matter of fact. I, I saw the article on Twitter. If I find it, actually, I could find it right now. I'll tell you quickly what he said. This is what Gunther's response was to Brett. Um, it'll be only two seconds. 
right, um, go ahead. Just let me get um, to it because I saved the picture. Okay, I will talk about the rest of this match and then we can talk about that after. Um, okay. Joe puts focus on the leg. Um, and generally, I'll say that if you're going to focus on a body part, it should play into the finish of the match. But this was an exception to the rule because it was pretty clear that, okay, I'm fighting this giant, strong, ridiculous, beefy, like slab of a human. How do you slow this guy down? You focus on the leg, right? You make sure that he can't stand up. He can't lift you. He can't use his power, right? So one of those situations where, okay, uh, body part gets focused on, it doesn't play into the finish, still made sense. Still made absolutely sure. clear sense. Um, and uh, yeah, the finish was a little flat. I got to say, it was like Joe just kind of, they were just, not really doing anything. And then Joe locked in the Coquina clutch it was good. He got the choke out. Um, and yeah, so Joe wins the match and afterwards it got even cooler. Do you have the, do you have the Twitter? You know thing what? I now? thought, I thought I found, I saved it, but it seems like I didn't. Which sucks. Okay. You know what? Yeah. It doesn't Sorry, matter. Guys. Everybody go look it up. Um, just look it up. Yeah. So after the match, uh, Samosef Joseph takes the mic, um, <laughs> says that Samosef he's not happy. Samosef Joseph. Um, he's not happy just being the TV champion, and he relinquishes the ROH television title, and he's coming for the AEW World Championship. Did I, I call put... this? I said this just quietly. I said maybe he should relinquish that TV belt. I said this about two weeks ago. And bang, he did it. Perfect. This is great. He should be in the main event scene. He's he is a main eventer. Like one hundred percent is a main event talent. That that's a guy who should be your Kane. He should be your you know Undertaker. He should be the incredibly strong physical presence who's always a threat to win the world title. That's what Samoa Joe should be in your company. Oh, by the way, I found the bread half thing. I just googled it quickly. Right. So, if you want me to get into it quickly, uh, WWE Intercontinental Champion Gunther recently revealed that he has legitimate his uh, WWE Hall of Famer Bret the Man Hart. Gunther recently appeared on WWE's The Bump alongside Imperium member Ludwig Kaiser. The two talked about various things, including the former's title reign, the dominance shown by the faction, and the chemistry the two wrestlers share. Towards the end, the host asked the two to share their opinions regarding some of the former. Intercontinental Champions, and WWE Hall of Fame Bret Hart was one of the names brought up in the final segment. That Al praised the former world champion for his in-ring ability, but staying in character. And the leader of Imperium mentioned how Hart often talked about his disliking of certain things from Gunther's match with Sheamus. He stated that he does not forget things and thus won't mention anything about the Canadian superstar. So this is what he says: I think it's ob obvious that in-ring he is one of the best to ever do it. Very enjoyable. He was very popular in Germany and Austria when he was growing up. He's a big superstar there, but as Ludwig said before, I don't forget. And what that man said at my match in Cardiff, which was at Clash of the Castle, and was not mentioning nice things after that. So he's not going to get anything nice from me. Too bad he's not in the state anymore to settle this in the ring, in the state, as in like he's not up for it. It would have been very interesting, but unfortunately it wasn't happening. And he also said he's the longest rating that'll be intercontinental champion so there you have it so it's kind of in character to the comments which is good it makes sense right i didn't even know he badmouthed him but uh, apparently he did 
Well, I think that he, again, he asked exactly the questions that I said that he should have asked at, you know, with, with a lot of Gunther matches, which is why, why are people standing there letting you hit them in the chest? That's weird. Oh yeah. Well, true. Like I said, I want to see what Brett really did say. Um, Todd said, should have pulled the Medusa thrown in the trash. I would have loved that. Fuck Ring of Honor. You should, that's what he should have said in his promo, actually. I'm talking about Joe. Shouldn't have he said, you know what? I'm signed to AEW. I am one of the best to ever do this shit. I don't need any sort of secondary championship. Been there, done that. Fuck this company. Fuck this belt. I'm coming for you, Maxwell. That's it. Pretty much. Would have been good. Anyway, he did it uh, a little more politically correct um <laughs> orange cassidy is backstage and uh he says that the only person he's been thinking about for the last several months is john moxley mm -hmm. yep is this the most we've heard of him talk before this he actually spoke spoke if you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and it wasn't good well <clears throat> Anyway, he says that he has to beat Moxley in order to prove that he really deserves the international championship. Does he really have to? Does it, what do you have to do in order to deserve the international championship? <laughs> I mean, is this the second belt or is the TNT championship? Because they can't make up their mind. They elevate one belt, then not the other, then... I don't know, bro. Like, right now, the TNT championship seems to be the secondary belt, right? below the the world championship i think i think lab rat hit the nail on the head he says hell i'm gonna challenge for the belt why not the crab cats for the ew <laughs> championship just steal it bro and you'll be fine <laughs> you could be world champion after that oh and this says and now hook is carrying his belt in a backpack true well hook at least you know he can pass as a freaking high school kid right unlike somebody else just saying and have you noticed, Chris, this is becoming a thing in wrestling. There's about three wrestlers now that carry a backpack to the ring like they're going to fucking school, bro. Soon, when it, where's their lunchboxes, man? That's what I want to see. If you're going to do that shit, like we've got Adonis from fucking, um, Ashanti the Adonis from WWE carrying his fucking girly backpack. We've got Orange Cassidy, and now we've got Hook. Backpack City, baby. Guys. Um, Bollywood <laughs> Boys versus the Guns. Oh, Canadian's favorite. Squash match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bollywood Boys. Oh, Canada. Digging, 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 digging. <laughs> yeah. Canadian Bret Hart marks. Canada. Too. Calling yeah. themselves the Bollywood Boys. That's true. That's doing true. That Come Indian on, dance. boys. I don't Canada's full of Indians, but God damn it, pal. You're yeah. from Canada. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. the black and pink is like a throwback to Brett, right? Also, I love that like everybody's like, everybody was like, you know, people were like, oh, look, the WWE put the belt on gender. He's the, he's the first indie. I'm like, no, he's nope. Canadian. Nope. He's like the 12th Canadian to hold the, the, <laughs> the, the world Only title. the 12th so. Canadian? Really? <laughs> no, nah, I think he's, I don't know what number he is, but he's not the fucking. Nah, there's gotta be Indian. more. There's gotta be more. Than also, yeah, no. Nah. The, the fucking big Kali held the title before where he did. Anyway, he's the um, first Indian legit. Yeah. Anyway, it's a squash match. Guns get the win. Uh, Colton talks about how awesome the guns are, and then Austin calls MJF an embarrassment. 
And uh, he says that he hopes MJF picks one of these fat pieces of shit out of the crowd uh, for his <laughs> partner these. at the, uh, <laughs> at the, at the <laughs> pay-per-view. Dude, Seems how good, good are, the, are the ass boys now, bro? I'm telling you, man, this this whole crew, this this whole thing works like a lot. This I'm this, telling uh, you, and, and thank Jay White for this, man, because he's elevated everybody in this group, dude. Everybody. Yep. It's not just about him, even though it is about him, but it's about the whole crew, bro. And the Bang Bang Gang look fucking healthy, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Just as long as they don't screw these guys up. I'm liking the Ass Boys. I think their their real talent is starting to shine now, dude. You know what? And I think WWE would really look at these two kids. And don't be surprised if they jump at that opportunity, bro. And you know, I think Colton actually made a point in his in his uh, you know he he talked about that a little bit here in his in his promo. He said like we we were made for TV. We were we were TV ready right from the right from the jump. And they're naturals, dude. They really were like when you compare them to other tag teams or whatever. Like right when they showed up, I think both of us went, "Oh, there's something here." Like Austin was kind of lost by himself. He was. As soon he as was, Colton showed up and they were working together, I remember like right when they got together, you and I were like, "Yeah, these kids, they got something." These, and it's funny, the older one to watch. The older one is improved tenfold, which is Austin Gunn, I think. Yeah. Right. The or Colton Gunn is the taller one, right? Colton's the taller one. Austin's the right, one. right, right. Colton Gunn, if you remember for a long time, really it was Austin Gunn that was much better in every sense. He could talk, could wrestle. Yeah. The other one was kind of struggling for a little while, but now he's coming to his own, dude. And now he's improved, like by by ten miles, dude, compared to not too long ago. Heck, he can even talk suddenly. Yep. Yep. So good on him, dude. I, I expect big things from these two in the future, no doubt about it. Absolutely. John Moxley is backstage, says that he's planning on beating Orange Cassidy. So cool. Good deal. Thank another you. another promo where the gist of the idea is I'm going to win. Um Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we get one of these ones. I choppy your pee pee. At least it's <laughs> fucking entertaining. At least it would be. I mean different. shit. It- it's Moxley, right? He'd do something weird like that. I mean, it why not? Be, yeah, Moxley would be like, I'll take a staple gun to your testicles. I'll chop your cock, man. <laughs> and nobody would nobody would even blink at that. <laughs> no one. Everybody would just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. And if they did that in a fucking match with John Moxley, the crowd would just go, we want tables. <laughs> what? Cutting off cock is not good enough, damn it. <laughs> Uh, because that guy's a fucking goof and he doesn't understand what pro wrestling is supposed to be so he just does consecutively more violent stupid nonsense and i don't know i don't want to get when, into when it he Moxley. fucking got stabbed with the skewers in his head that's when i thought okay i'm done yeah i've been done for a while but i understand <laughs> how that would how that was would mox bleeding no surprisingly not monster. no no <laughs> yeah. it was not <laughs> and Todd Brownie says maybe get through the match without getting concussion. That would be great. To be fair, Todd, it wasn't his fault though when he got concussed. To be fair, yeah. that was Phoenix all the way. That was mostly Being a Phoenix fucking there, idiot, right? Mox, Mox has a lot him of right. to answer for. Her. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wardlow is shown just working out and generally being a large, angry man. Hmm. What can I say about this? I mean. Didn't he jump him last week? 
Yeah. He, Saying, you're next, MJF. He basically pushed him up against a wall and did the, right. did the whole Heidenreich thing where he just <laughs> growled at him in his ear. Don't say that. Heidenreich. Remember that? Yeah, the fucking I do. The theme? <laughs> yeah, Terrible. nah. Terrible. Um, but that's a good idea. Maybe you bring back Heidenreich and Wardlow. They both sound German. That would be great. Yeah, it'd be a great I mean, tag team. Could call don't they them both Zid have German Germans. names? Yeah. You could call them Zid Germans, and they could be <laughs> here just they could be here just to um <clears throat> annihilate MJF. Ah, ah yeah. Do them to that. That's true. <laughs> I feel evil doing that laugh. <laughs> yeah it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> it's funny yeah be Volo and i didn't like <laughs> is he german oh. uh fucking hell and they come out to like red and black fucking attire you know what i mean i, yeah, heck, they I come mean... out to the german national anthem. <laughs> they can just translate it into english Oh, Germany, man. Germany, over all, over everything in the world. But they come out with their hands fucking back like a dead heart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but they need, they need a, they need a That's fucking real wild manager. Kidnapping, uh, fucking <laughs> kidnapping angles going on there, right? Oh, People be just shit. disappearing in the middle of the night. And shit, right? <laughs> Remember that? No, but do you remember NXT, bro, when I was I do. doing that shit? I do remember when the Germans were kidnapping people in NXT. Oh, and I was man. like, and we were no the one, only ones. Am I the only one seeing the fucking parallel here? Because it's weird. <laughs> Dude, no shit. You know, we're the only podcasters that ever brought that up. No one yeah. else saw what we saw, man, but it's facts. And that was a couple of years else back is now. Boring. We're, yeah, that's, that's true. That's why the PWC is up 215%, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. But, 217 now, as a matter of fact. Uh, Todd says, but will Wardlow show MDF little Michael? <laughs> Who's little Michael? <laughs> Are we talking uh, little Michael Michael, if you know what I mean? Managed by Berlin. Ah, also, that would be Mike great. Also, little Michael is little Mikael in, in German. <laughs> so. Or is it, yeah, or is it Merkel? <laughs> Merkel. <laughs> um speaking oh angela merkel was a was a was great she was she was super hot by the way also super yeah. hot julia hart no. just kidding yes um yes <laughs> Yuck, but angela, merkel. Disgusting. angela merkel Ugh. <clears throat> anyway julia hart million dollars um, chris would you think about it no <laughs> you know what i believe you you didn't even flinch <laughs> no <laughs> Couldn't, you couldn't pay anyway. me for that shit. You just could not. Um, uh, like maybe Hillary, maybe Hillary. Uh, but I would need oh, back in the nineties, maybe. I would need guarantees that I wasn't going to show up on some list somewhere dead. <laughs> if Hillary, you know, a million bucks for Hillary, sure. Fuck but off. I don't get added to the list. You know what I'm you saying? You go for sixty to not get on the fucking uh, Clinton hit list, bro. <laughs> sixty grand? Yeah, I do it for sixty grand. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> let's move away from that, That's shall no we? No murdering me, okay? No, no um, murdering Chris. In general, no murdering me, please. Um, <laughs> anyway, Julia Hart should really, um, she should really always have backup. Um, like somebody <laughs> should be with her at all times because 
if she's supposed to be an evil witch, shouldn't she have like familiars and stuff anyway? Like, well, well, you know what? Surprisingly, did you notice the fans gave her a pretty big reception when she came out, dude? Yeah, they like her. She has a cool entrance and she's a hot blonde girl. But that's all she is. What is she though? Who is she? Exactly. Why why would we boo her? Why would we cheer her? I mean, her, listen, I mean, listen, she's a spitter, so I have issues <laughs> with her, right? But other she's than a that, what? she's a spitter. <laughs> Spitters are quitters, Jimmy. Okay. I don't like no, people not. quit. They're not oh yeah, actually you're right. They are quitters. They don't go all the way, too. Uh, <laughs> They're dribblers. Anyway, um, she shows up. Uh, she's wrestling Red Velvet. Uh, yeah, fuck, where's she been? I, the uh, the announcer says that she's she's coming to the ring from straight out of your mama's kitchen. Oh, she came out of my mama's kitchen. Is that her gimmick now? She's a baker. <laughs> you know what? I didn't notice she, them saying she that. She had an so. apron. No, no, really? Come on, bro. I wasn't paying attention. To... Her, her, she name out with an apron? her name is Red Velvet. She was announced like as cake. coming to the ring from your mama's kitchen. And she... With an apron. And she had an apron. Okay, well, Todd brings up an interesting point. So if Julia Hart is a witch, then where's her broom? At least someone had her apron. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, really? Did she, did she come out with an apron for real? Watch it back. She fucking came out with an I apron. Swear I never noticed that. I, I didn't notice that, bro. I didn't notice that, but damn it. That is... Oh, girl, just quit the company while you can. <laughs> They're ribbing her. So, Why the fuck anyway. would she be wearing an apron because she comes out of your mama's kitchen so she's a fucking cook now? She's a chef? Is that what she is? I don't know, but also, I'm going to tell you, like... My my mind went there when I when they when they announced when they announced one of the only active black women on the rosters as being straight out of my mama's kitchen. It was like, well, the stereotypes, right? This, I was that's like, what this company I was like, does I'm not do. going to deny that 300 years ago there may have been a pretty black girl in my mama's kitchen, but it wouldn't have been a professional wrestler. Like this would have been a very very different situation 300 years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what oh, I'm, saying? I'm not gonna go there but uh liz says no she's a cake red from the kitchen i did say that about the cake but she's but the cake she you're also, saying she's the cake but then she also had an apron on <laughs> so she she's can't the, be cake, the cake why does she have an apron on she has an apron on to cook <laughs> other cakes she is a cake <laughs> who cooks cakes <laughs> can't believe she came out with an apron and you're right hammer Stereotypes, dude. That's exactly what Jesus I was saying. Jesus fucking Christ, man. It is like, what it is, bro. The I mean... most lazy fucking idiotic fucking stereotypes ever, man. This is this is some straight up Brodus Clay. <laughs> somebody call my mama. Somebody nonsense. call my mama. Somebody call mama. Remember that? Hey, actually, Max Castle was one of Bobby Lashley's sisters, too, during that time. Um, Anna Montenegro says she's the new Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Todd says that insult me. That insults me as a black man and as a wrestling fan. That insults yes. us. And um, this says she had to frost her own cupcakes. Uh, what cupcakes are you talking about there, Liz? 
I'll frost cupcakes, but I don't want to watch her wrestle anymore. <laughs> Do you know, at one point she was kind of improving, right? I think she's got something. Her dad was a freaking boxer for crying out loud. A decent one at that too. No, listen, this was two women who were hired for their looks and it showed. This was a yeah. bad wrestling match. Um, heart wins. So goodbye. Red velvet. Welcome back. Red velvet. The cook. <laughs> well, TN Cooper. in other words, Josh, there's new segment idea cooking with red velvet. Yeah. That's gotta be she a new to, vignette. She needs to have a segment with her and then butcher and the blade. And we can have the, <laughs> the butcher, the baker and the blade. That'd be great. Oh my God. And then we get, uh, the baker. That's also baking. She can be the real baker. Red Velvet can be like the, the cook. Like she actually cooks shit instead of baking shit. And then we've also got the butcher and the blade chopping up some meat while they're grunting. They're like, <laughs> Lols. Um, Speaking right. of uh, butcher and the and whatever the other idiot's name is again, the blade, uh, Ali, their, their girl, has got an OnlyFans now. Cool. Mm -hmm. The bunny. Are you going to go down the bunny rabbit hole, huh? I'm not. No, <laughs> I won't be doing that. No, see, I see. The thing is with me is like I when I want to have sex, I like I like to have sex. Do you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. and if I want to look at porn, I want to look at like real porn. Like I go to like xvideos.com or something, right? And I watch actual <laughs> porn. I don't want to see softcore porn with random wrestling girls. That's just not. There's yeah, nothing there they're, that's they're, entertaining to me. <laughs> they're literally fucking robbing you of your coin, man. They're full of shit, these women. You know, the resting females that do the OnlyFans shit, they're just cock teasers, bro, and then they take your money. Yeah, good for you. Um, anyway, Hart attacks Velvet after the win, prompting a save from Dark Sky. Dark um, Sky. She's dark now, literally with her fucking attire. Finally. They have a, they have a stare down where... Uh, Julia Hart is like looking and like sort of entertainingly looking in the eyes of uh, of Dark Sky. Um, shout out to the vet, by the way. <laughs> shout out to vet. We love you. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> and then Statlander and Willow come out, and then Hart leaves, and that's it. Yeah, not much to say after that, right? Big Todd Brantley earns his crown once again. <laughs> <laughs> this one this yeah. is one rabbit hole i don't want to go down yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you thank you oh god anna says she cooks tony's coke i'm assuming red velvet that's why you keep her around i guess <laughs> um, rj city is with maria may who's oh, the mariah may mariah my, may mariah may here's here's my <laughs> Here's literally what I have down here. Who is that? She's Australian or whatever. Well, first of all, <laughs> bam, bam, you got it wrong. Heck, it was it was uh, sexy time. Kevin Panetta, I'll buy that for a dollar. That told me, gave me the gave me the nine one one originally on Mariah May, and he called her Australian too. <laughs> so I thought she was Australian. Then when I heard, it, I'm like, she's not Australian. Then I looked it up. I'm like, she's fucking English. I don't know why everyone gets confused with her, but anyway. I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I was pleasantly surprised. I know most people don't know who the fuck she is, but trust me, she's not all just looks. She can go in the ring and get this. She's only been in the business for like two years, bro. 
Yeah, well, so, she looks yeah. great. I haven't seen her wrestle yet, so she can she, go. If she's believe an improvement me. On Red Velvet, I'll be happy. Um, Much better than Red Velvet. If they if they ruin this girl, you fucking idiots. And look, everyone's buying for Julia too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, but Julia is the other one that you guys should look out for. Half Italian, half Japanese, born in the UK, and he's the best thing going in Japan right now out of the female wrestlers. And uh, WB really want her. AW really want her. She's a great talent, bro. For real. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Oh, she's big Julia and with a G. They were both huge in Japan, Mariah May included, at stardom. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Charles. Charles says, uh, I love Willow Nightingale. She's really good looking. Um, she is. Willow Nightingale has, has a really, really pretty smile. I like, and she she's so organically over that it baffles me that aew isn't doing more with her every time her music hits the people pop i i literally i don't care where she is every single fucking place i've seen where she's wrestled as soon as her music hits people pop and they like her because she comes out with a smile and she seems like she's actually happy to be there right legitly the, that is an incredibly over fucking character in professional wrestling in 2023. I know that there's been moments in professional wrestling where that is very passe and nobody fucking wants it. And it's just corny as shit. Right. And it comes off as a, as heelish, right. It's like Kurt angle, right. You're like, mm. fuck this guy, right. Fuck right. this dude who wants to come out and drink his fucking milk in 2023 <laughs> professional wrestlers who are smiling and happy and just like stoked to be there. That is over, bro. Over as fuck. Push that girl. 100%, bro. 100%. I agree. Push it. But, and they were at one stage, but then they uh, they just gave up on her again. Uh, I don't get it. She was hot at one stage, too, like winning the IWGP. Uh, by accident. Strong. Right. By accident. Of, uh, it fucking happened by injured. accident, and they didn't take advantage of it. It's like. They didn't. They don't know how to, bro. Anyone they get hot, they actually don't know how to move forward with anybody, bro. Unless they're just such a talent that you can't fuck it up, like MJF per se. But still, yep. uh, but Todd agrees about Willow, and also he says Mariah May is a rabbit hole. I definitely want to go down. <laughs> That's a good That's rabbit hole, cool. actually. She's That's like cool. a modern day baby. She is definitely, and he's talking about uh, Willow, Willow, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and th sure. there's a reason. There's a reason why, like, the time when I really started getting back into pro wrestling was watching the feud between uh, Bailey and Sasha. That was hey, that was classic, awesome. bro. Sure. Yeah. No I, doubt. I still look back at that with very, very fond memories. So yeah, I, I love Willow. That that chick needs to get pushed to the moon. Um, Mark Briscoe versus Jay White, our main event. Um, I was really looking forward to this match, and it did not uh, disappoint. This was a good matchup. Um, did it go too long for you? Um, the match didn't go too long, but the match ended, and then there was still too much left in the show. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot. We did get the, the fucking MJF fucking shit after that. Yeah, you're right. And it's Sorry, okay I that forgot. there's something after the match. But 
we'll we'll get into it, and I'll tell you exactly what I thought was too much, and then we'll 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 talk about it when when it comes up. But anyway, um, Mark Briscoe in this match, he comes out. He looks like the tougher, more resilient fighter. He just looks like he's gonna be better than Jay White, right? He's a better wrestler than Jay White. That's the story they're telling. But Jay's smart, and he's an asshole, and he has friends, so they get involved. Sure. They're pulling on legs, and they're you know, getting involved and they're kicking when, you know, the referee's back is turned, etc. Mark is over as a motherfucker with this crowd at this point. Um, not as not as much as he was like right after his brother died, but he's still super right. over with this crowd and they bit on a number of near falls. They they really like the fucking people in that crowd. There were people in that crowd who legitimately thought he had the win with that froggy bow, with that elbow. There, there were you saw it in the crowd. There were people going ah, like they actually thought he was winning this match, which to me is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Of course he wasn't winning this goddamn match, but like he's over, and they need to. They really, really, really need to take advantage because. The guy's going to make them some money if they'll let him. Um, Jay plays desperate really great. And, I mean, he's got moments here where, like, he's looking with his face and it looks like, oh, fuck, I really need to make something happen right here. He does a really excellent job of it with his facials of being like, oh, fuck, right? And that is a oh, good yeah. thing to have for a, for a heel, right? That, oh, shit, what the fuck am I going to do now kind of thing. Um what what kind of underhanded nonsense can I come up with to get me the win on this? It's a really good fucking facial feature to be able to have as a professional wrestling heel. No, Winds up sure, being man. a reasonably clean win too for for uh, for Jay White. Um, there there is some like I said leg pulling and there's some kicking on the outside, but the finish wasn't somebody else getting involved and then Jay hitting something. They were competing in the end and Jay hit him with the is it Blade Runner. Yes, the Blade Runner. Hit him with the Blade Runner one, two, three for the win. Really, really good match. I liked this a lot. This was this was worth waiting for if you were waiting for this main event. Um, <clears throat> MJF shows up uh, behind the Bullet Club, knocking them all down before Jay White powders. Uh, MJF then takes the mic and says, "Playtime is almost over." And you're going to have to get in the ring against the real world's champion. I'm not just fighting for myself, but I'm fighting for Adam. I'm fighting for the people at home. I'm fighting for the people here because I'm not just a scumbag. I'm their scumbag. Um, I actually felt that this was the thing that made everything feel too long. It was MJF being in the ring cutting a promo. I, I didn't need to see that. You could have gone right from the finish into what happened next because it wasn't just there's the match and then there's MJF because there's the match and then there's MJF. And then we see the masked men beating up the the acclaimed, right? Uh, Bowens right. gets thrown through a, a, a plate of glass, which I'm not sure if you're aware of this. It was not real glass. It wasn't? Um, no. Um, oh, I thought it was. No, not real glass. Damn. Shockingly Damn. enough, um, cry me a river. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh... after that happens, then MJF runs to the back. We we're watching MJF run to the back, 
MJF's checking on his friends. He's distraught about it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Samoa Joe comes in and he just says, hey, Max, looks like you're running out of friends. <laughs> and then he fucks off. Samoa Joe's great. That was fine. That should have been a part of this. That should have ended this. Um, MJF coming in after the attack totally should have happened. It works. It makes sense. But I just felt like him being in the ring after the match and then going from the ring to the back and then back to MJF in the ring so that we can watch him run to the back. That's what took me out of it. That's what made the, the final segment seem a little too long. But this was all good stuff. All of this was good. The match was good. Everything that happened after the match was good. It looked, it looked, you know, uh, uh, harsh. It looked violent. That did look and, harsh, man. And and you know, Joe playing his part here at the end, just going, "Hey, Max, looks like you might have to rely on me after all, huh, buddy?" Um, really, really good stuff all around. I am going to say that this might be my favorite dynamite in six months, maybe longer. I'm going to give this a B plus. There was definitely a few things about this night where things were just off and I went, ugh, stupid. But there were also a number of things. Yeah. B plus. There are also a number of things on this night where I went, yes, please, more of this. Good. Awesome. This was smart. And it, it was it was so much so that that was actively in my brain while I was watching the show was they're cooking here. This is good. This is all really good. Like most of what I'm seeing on TV tonight is good. So gets a B plus for me. This was the best dynamite I've seen in probably six months. Wow. Uh I thought it like that as being the best that I've seen in a long time. But uh, I'm going to say C plus, man, for me. But you're right in one thing. The the thing is they did, like the stories made sense most of the time on this show for once, right? There actually, there was continuation. But there was still some dorky shit. Like the Jericho Omega and the Bucks was just lame as fuck for me. Um, also... Yeah hook with backpacks and fucking orange cats with backpacks lame as fuck they could have debuted mariah may much better because again i saw on twitter most of these people most of the aw mark tards have no idea who she is man and they've done her why no not favors have mariah may that. debut beating velvet the red velvet would have been done or she could have come out and and like if Sheeta was in the house attack Sheeta and proclaimed i want to be the champion but yeah. they didn't do that. So something there was could just, have done something yeah. with her. There's just certain things they could have done better, and that's why I'm going to say C plus. As far as the main event goes, I love the Joe's thing. The fact that he relinquished the bout, brilliant. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But Top Anthony says A plus plus for Ryan May and Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Look, the fact that she was going for Tony Storm. But Sheeta should tell you what they think of Sheeta and the AEW Women's World Championship. I mean, fuck. But yeah, um, yeah, there was just some corny shit, but some good shit. The main event I felt went a little too long, and the thing that didn't make sense to me is why I, I love Mark Briscoe, but why was he in the main event suddenly, straight off the bat, on Dynamite? It makes no sense yep. to me. You're right. There's other people who probably should have been in that spot. Um... 
Just could, have very, could have very easily been Samoa Joe saying, I want a shot. Hell yeah. I want to be in the right. event. Um, For sure. That would have been the best way to end the show, in my opinion. Just me. Yeah, it would have been great. That would have been great. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Jimmy thought that it was all right. And uh, hopefully, you know, you guys listening, you enjoyed uh, Dynamite. But even more, hopefully, you enjoyed the Wednesday Night Skirmish this week. Thanks for being here with us, guys. We love you legitimately. We love you guys for listening, for being a part of the show, for commenting. Um, just everything, man. All the support is so, so humbling, you know. For sure. You know, it's weird, man. Like, you hear you hear from people who, who will say things like, oh, you know, like, uh, Jimmy and Chris, you guys... You guys really helped me in a moment where I was down and where I wasn't feeling good. That blows stuff. my mind, bro. Every time, man. Every time my response to that is like, Jesus, I'm That's really humbling, fucking man. glad we do this. I'm really fucking glad we do this if, if it really means that much to people. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Just share it out is, is sort of the main thing. You know what I mean? Like, Tell people you're listening to us and that you like us. You know, that that's the best thing in the world in terms of professional wrestling podcasting. Um, You know, we love you guys and uh, thanks for being a part of the show. But um, Jimmy, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me on the X at DJ Mass Effects and you can find us also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe at channelattitude.com with five bucks. You get the not only the realest but the best talk in all of pro wrestling. Hamimediagroup.podbean.com for our affiliate shows. And most importantly, right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find not only this show but also our other shows. And thank you to everyone that's made us 217% up on our downloads. Amazing. On, on the Podbean. So thank you. As, as well as our YouTube is growing too. So thank you for everyone for that. And like we said, we do love y'all. And we appreciate how you guys uh, join us week in, week out, man. We couldn't do this shit without you. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap for me, man. Right on. All the same stuff Jimmy just said. Plus, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else comes to my mind. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's a wrap. That's going to do it. Peace the fuck out. We love you guys. Ole. Ole. Peace.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.